Hi, it's Dr. Greg Jantz. Emotional abuse, the emotional abusers, what to do about it? What does it do to us? As we continue talking about the effects of emotional abuse and how to have healing from emotional abuse. Dr. Gregory Jans is a best-selling author of over 45 books and the founder of the Center A Place of Hope, voted a top 10 center for depression treatment in the U.S. As the pioneer of whole person care, Dr. Jantz is known as the messenger of hope. Now the nation's expert on anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationships, trauma, and PTSD, here is Dr. Gregory Jantz. It's always good to be with you here on Hope and Healing. We spend a little bit of time talking about significant topics that affect a lot of us. And one that has been probably not looked at, the light hasn't been shined on, is that of emotional abuse. That's why, again, in 1992, I did the book Healing the Scars. I know, 1992. I did the book Healing the Scars of Emotional Abuse. We created an emotional abuse checklist. Why? Because so many folks that we were seeing, even in the early 90s, um, were suffering the effects of emotional abuse, but they never had that title uh, or label or diagnosis to really explain what happened to them. And here's a little insight to emotional abuse. When we began this work in the early 90s, up to today, um, we didn't realize or fully understand the effects of trauma, of emotional trauma, on the developing brain. And we know the developing brain, and boy, there's some critical ages. There's 12 to 17, and uh, male or female, we're seeing that the trauma has effect on all brains. And what we know is that when we are having stimuli, and that's what I'm going to call emotional abuse for sake of the science, it's overstimulization of things that you're not supposed to, weren't designed to handle at those ages, that that does have an effect on brain chemistry. Here's what we know. Attachment, number one, uh, that a person, long-term effects of trauma, will have trouble at times with relationships, boundaries, uh, even the emotion of empathy. Empathy is something that's developed. You'll see it early on in early childhood and toddlers. And as you move along, you see the development of compassion. You see the development of empathy. And that is uh, really something that forms naturally, except in the presence of emotional abuse. It does not form. And uh, individuals can have great trouble with healthy bonding or Attachment's the word of the, of the day right now. Physical health. We know that um, the whole area of sensor motor development, even coordination, a person who is uh, subjected to emotional abuse, and we've defined this in a previous podcast, so for the sake of time, I'm just going to say emotional abuse and everything that entails, that um, even coordination and balance uh, can be affected. We know that um, medical issues, a lot of somatic or body complaints, everything from headaches, even joint pains uh, could be present from a person who's been emotionally abused. All right, next one. Emotion. I know I try to just keep going fast. So we can get a lot in here, but emotion regulation. Okay, this is the trouble that you may have identifying emotions, 
and understanding what they are so you don't know what they are and then the emotions can be greatly amplified maybe something that uh, with small irritation and frustration is amplified into a full rage, for example. We, our ability to regulate emotions with appropriate ranges is um, impaired when there's been emotional abuse to the brain early on in our development. We know that um, there can be dissociation. Now, trauma uh, can come in the form not only of emotional abuse, but physical abuse and uh, sexual abuse. I'm talking right now just about emotional abuse. So the whole area of a dissociation um, can be misunderstood, but it's where you can actually forget uh, at times uh, the trauma. And other times there can be something that you see or um, smell or something that triggers a memory that then brings that trauma back and you go, oh, it's crystal clear. I thought that was gone, um, but so be brought back. Um, it's at times too, when things get stressful and there's maybe chronic stress, um, you can kind of go into the old mode. So when there was trauma growing up, now as an adult, you sense a certain level of trauma or chronic stress or an overload of emotions, and it just kicks you back uh, as though you were younger, and you disconnect. And you have a hard, you disconnect because it's too painful. And so it's like you kind of go somewhere else. You disconnect from reality or dissociate, and f maybe you focus on something else. I'm playing at the beach while I'm being abused. It's that dissociation. Okay, that can come from emotional abuse as well. Uh, there is uh, just the impaired memory. Looking here at my notes, uh, cognitive ability that relates back even to focus. Uh, you can have trouble focusing, learning, processing new information. Again, there's been a trauma to the brain. Uh, this is actually fascinating to actually see. You can see this. There's something called SPEC scans. Dr. Amen uh, of the Amen Clinics um, uh, does SPEC, S-P-E-C-T scans, and you can see brains who were traumatized and uh, see what would be a normal brain. You can see the difference. It's visible. So, and what we're talking about, it's not a one-time event necessarily uh, that the brain had to deal with. We're talking about a series of emotional abusive events over a period of time that really did result in trauma. It will show up in the brain. It will show up in the developing brain. You can actually see that brain and go, I mean, I don't have to be an expert at reading the brain scans. I can look at it and go, I, it looks like there's a problem. You can see it. All right. Um, the whole area of self-concept, let me mention that, where who am I, um, my self-identity, uh, all that is damaged through emotional abuse. Uh, who, do I have any value? Um, uh, who am I? Who's my, well, what are my gifts, my talents? Uh, th these are areas that get really confusing. So think about the healthy development of um, self-esteem that's like non-existent when there's been uh, emotional abuse over a period of time. So this is um, uh, young, young ages, childhood. This could be uh, during teenage years uh, as well. Um, in a word, we know that trauma 
does affect the part of the brain uh, that is uh, communicates with other systems. So it's like there's a, a, if you will, a defective communication within the brain. So this is why that emotion regulation, that's why um, memory impairment, for example. So again, I want to just say this does affect the brain. There's good science now that shows that that even in the early 90s 90s wasn't there like we have now um okay emotional abuse here's some of the things to look at in the questionnaire in the back of the book i want to highlight a couple of these um but one of the questions is i felt like my father never approved of me well the father father could be absent but you never felt like you had that sense of approval that affirmation that i'm okay um, and this could, I'm, father's on my question, but this could come from mother. This could come from, uh, others that are significant, represent, uh, what's supposed to be the loving authority in your life. Um, but if you didn't feel you had their approval, the, appro approval means acceptance of aff affirmation as a human being, the, that could be one of the uh, areas ultimately of emotion neglect. Um, growing up, I felt disconnected from my parents or those taking care of me. Uh, again, that disconnect. Um, the sense of, next question is, I rarely felt safe at home. Uh, usually that's emo emotional safety. Um, home was not a safe place. There was a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. And everyone wanted me to be more than what I was. Uh, so that sense of I never measured up, I never uh, was able to be uh, anything that I had felt good about. Um, here's another one. It's kind of the bully behavior we see now, but others in my family picked up on me or picked on me growing up. Uh, the whole uh, emotional abuse of uh, even cyber bully behavior now, um, being ridiculed, being shamed. Uh, which a lot of times started early on. All right. The sense that I was constantly lectured to as a child. Um, you always needed a good lecture and you got it all the time, right? Okay. Um, I never had a sense that I was um, uh, spe special. I had a sense that I was stupid. Um, and maybe it was a significant... Um, other or a parent or person that's supposed to be the loved one but you were communicated to that you weren't special you were stupid uh, and that can be communicated in a lot of different messages um, there are those and I have a question here sometimes I felt like running in my room putting a pillow on my head so I didn't have to listen to anyone that desire to escape from reality because reality was uh, emotionally abusive and I wanted to get away from it so, all right, those are just a few things that I have in the questionnaire. There's, uh, boy, there's a number of, um, how many do I have here? There's 61 questions. Um, and related, we may have developed addictive type behavior. So uh, did I use alcohol or drugs? Uh, and now I'm going to add social media. Did I do escapism behaviors just to get through, um, through life? Um, we know that um, the chronic stress of emotional abuse can create physical problems, not only in the brain, but throughout the rest of the body. And um, one of the questions is related to, I experience a lot of digestive problems. So 
it's that gastrointestinal tract that seems to be affected so much when there's emotional abuse. Uh, migraine headaches, multiple visits to the doctor, my aches and pains, and um, feeling depressed, feeling anxious, but no matter what you did, it didn't change how the body was feeling. So, and here's an important question. I have experienced brief, intense moments of sheer panic where I was just sure I was having a heart attack. That's a panic attack. And a panic attack uh, or anxiety attack is uh, your body kind of just taking over and taking charge. That is something that you may find uh, fairly common in emotional abuse. Sometimes we don't know. It just comes upon us and we have this racing heart and you break out in a sweat you fo you lose your focus you can't see clearly and that's related to uh, the trauma and sometimes it's like the body's expression of it that comes out every so often kind of like the volcano you've it, every so often it goes off sometimes you feel terrible for a number of days and then you suddenly have this panic attack but it had been building for a while uh very common in emotional abuse. A uh, final question, and I just highlighted a few of these, uh, I have an abnormal fear of normal things. Abnormal fear of normal things. What does this mean? It is really that sense that I have a hypersensitivity or a startle reflex. Uh, maybe you know somebody so easily startled, um, the slightest little thing. They've developed because of trauma that hypersensitive startle reflex, always on edge as well. And uh, there's the possibility when we've had emotional abuse that we begin to misinterpret things in our surroundings that really are not dangerous. A sudden movement and you've interpreted it as danger. You're, so we have learned to react in our environment, react to everything with intensity a lot of times, versus respond versus pause and then process and respond and uh, versus an immediate reaction these are some of the things that we could be carrying as a result of the trauma and what we do know is for example um, the brain and the resiliency in my opinion how we were designed and god made us uh, the resiliency is um, is there. And I want to say is there for most, um, because there's times where a person may have done so many years of addiction that they created some, um, issues as a result of that addiction, uh, lost so many brain cells, digestion is, is really affected, nutrient deficiencies, brain chemistry is off further because of that addiction. And those things take time to recover. But what we do know, and we've seen, I've seen this, it's amazing. Um, uh, maybe you've heard of hyperbaric chambers and hyperbaric oxygen. Um, these are used for wound healing and uh, other uses. Uh, here in the our community, we have a place that has hyperbaric chambers that people go in for various different reasons. And it's um, pressurized, pressurizing the oxygen. And the case here, that's like you're 10, like equal to 10 feet underwater. And that's 
pushing pushing in a sense the oxygen in the cell well um, we've seen the brain in recovery a lot of with hyperbaric oxygen so the physiological recovery so that's just one little very interesting tidbit there's a lot of research being done hyperbaric uh, uh, treatments are being used uh, now in a if you will in a whole person or psychological sense maybe there's been trauma there's been disease so anything we can do to help that brain have healing we want to do so and that's why we believe uh and i've seen the results i've seen brain scans uh, a person that had enormous amount of trauma and again you look at the picture of their brain and then uh there was it was one person that had 300 um treatments or uh, time spent in the hyperbaric with hyperbaric oxygen and the brain the the brain looked so healed and you could you can just look and go wow the healing power of that oxygen and how how the resiliency in our in our bodies that can be there so this is why uh, as we look at uh, the topic of emotional abuse, we look at the topic of counseling issues. That's why I am such a proponent. Uh, well, we began doing the whole person and we look at all the areas of our life. What if there's nutrient deficiencies? Would that create uh, anxiety? Sure. What if the, there was thyroid issues, hypothyroidism, or there was um, a side effect of medication that was creating some biological anxiety? We've got to cover uh, the whole person and see what is the contributing with some of the root issues that are contributing, not only emotionally, but physiologically, maybe even spiritually uh, in a person's life. What are the um, areas that uh, need addressed as we, maybe it's a, uh, relationships. That's, that's why, why we do this as a team. That's why we do this in a whole person model uh, for that uh, sustainable long-term recovery is our desire. There is hope. All right, more to come in our next episode on emotional abuse.